Well, hey there, you're listening to the Marketing for Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. This is the podcast where we help coaches like you achieve clarity around their message, overcome their toughest marketing challenges, and grow their caseload in record time. Welcome to the show. All right, we're at episode number 12 and excited to dive in on today's topic, which is going to kind of build a bit on what we talked about last time. First of all, let me apologize that it's been a while since an episode came out. I was having a technical difficulty. Um, I still don't know exactly what's going on, but for whatever reason, my site wasn't uh, showing the latest two podcast episodes, episode 10 and episode 11, and then all of a sudden, yesterday, out of the blue, they appeared in the RSS feed despite having been posted in early to mid-June. So, yeah, um, not sure what was going on there. I apologize for that if you've been listening along, but uh, we're moving on now. So, episode number 12, it's moving time is moving time. Leave your zone of incompetence behind. Now this episode, like I said, builds on something that we began talking about in the last episode. It was about how coaches can take the big leap. And I described a little bit about uh, the concept of the big leap according to Gay Hendricks, the author of the book, The Big Leap. I believe it was a 2012 release and a a dynamite book, a game-changing book that uh, certainly I don't agree with everything that he has to say, but I agree with quite a bit of it. And what I want to do today is just spend a very brief amount of time, just a few minutes, talking about how to leave behind your zone of incompetence. Now, he describes in the book four zones that people get trapped in when it comes to how they deal with their work, how they deal really with the things with their life. And we, what we want to be doing is spending, according to Hendrix, we want to be spending about 70% plus of our time in just one of those zones. That is the uh, genius zone or the zone of genius. And so that's where he wants us to be spending uh, most of our time, if not all of our time. But before he gets there in the book, he is sure to describe the other three zones that often trap us. And we mentioned those briefly in the last episode, but I'll review them again uh, real quickly. We have the zone of incompetence. These are things that you're just not really that good at. You're not that great at. You don't enjoy doing them. Uh, There's really no practical reason for you to be doing these tasks long term. The second is the zone of competence. Now, this is tough because here you've got something that you're decently good at, but it's a huge time waster because you're only decently good at it. It doesn't mean you're necessarily passionate about it. It just means you are a little bit good at it and it's something that somebody else could probably do a lot better than you. And then he describes your zone of excellence. Now he says this is where most people probably get trapped for the longest amount of time because this is going to be the area where everybody else around you thinks that when when they think of you, they think of this thing often they, they because this is something that you're good at in fact you're so good at it you might even be the best at it within a group of your peers but on the inside it's sucking your soul away it's 
It's, it's something that you are doing that you do because you're great at it. But there's really no reason that you should be doing it. And so these are some of the zones that Hendrix describes in the book before he gets to, of course, the zone of genius. Now, what I want to do today is uh, just take a few minutes and talk about that first one we mentioned, the zone of incompetence, the zone of incompetence. This is a interesting zone because it's the zone that a lot of new business owners, and for our context, I'm just going to make it real specific, a lot of new coaches are going to get stuck in. Because these are the things that you aren't really sure if you can delegate them to somebody else, because maybe they involve sensitive information. Maybe you feel like you have to do these things yourself going um going into it maybe it's just part of owning a business maybe that's your mindset that you don't you don't have a choice but to do these kind of tasks yourself maybe you're terrible at processing email for example um you're not efficient at it and you hate doing it but you feel well somebody's got to do it nobody else is going to be able to help me with that and so uh, i'm going to go ahead and just take care of that myself uh, maybe you feel like it would just be too much trouble you know to have to train somebody else to do it. Maybe delegation as a whole, you have a general uh, fear of that. You know, maybe you're stuck in the mindset that you have to have your tentacles in each little nook and cranny of the business. Well, I, I think all of these are misguided and wrongheaded uh, thoughts to have about these kind of tasks, your zone of incompetence tasks. Now, uh, some of the tasks I mentioned, remember, it's not necessarily about the task itself. For example, I don't have anybody else processing my email because I'm actually quite competent and efficient when it comes to that. I use um, I use automation uh, steps, a different technology automation to help me with those things. And I, I don't use an assistant to help me with my email at this point. So um, I, I don't consider that to be in my zone of incompetence. Is processing email in my zone of genius? Well, probably not. But at the time in my business where I'm at right now, I've decided that it's okay to keep this particular task on. And that's Leading me to my first point, determine your unique situation. Determine your unique situation. Now, I'm just going to try to give you three steps here to leaving your zone of incompetence behind, okay? So we determine, first of all, our unique situation. You know, um, there is no cookie cutter here. There's no one size fits all. What works for me is not necessarily going to work for you. So the mindset you need to have involves the general principles, not any kind of specific hard and fast rules. So uh, in order to leave your zone of competence behind, you first got to determine your unique situation. What tasks are it? Or, or, or what, what is it that it, you're not that good at it, you're not that passionate about it, you think somebody else could probably do the job a lot better, or maybe the process could be streamlined a little bit, etc. What are those things? You've got to identify what they are before you can move forward. So, I mean, practically just write out a, a, a list of the daily activities that you find yourself doing and look in and see which one of those can be put in your zone of 
incompetence. Which which of those tasks are things that you're not passionate about them, you're not that good at them, you feel that they can either be massively streamlined or either maybe they can be cut altogether or maybe uh, somebody else could do them better. Maybe the job that is in your zone of incompetence is in somebody else's zone of genius. Well, now there is a thought. You could actually be contributing meaningfully to somebody else's life by offloading them the task that causes you angst. So I would highly recommend you begin by doing that. Determine your unique situation. Secondly, you want to decide how you'll streamline or offload your zone of incompetence tasks. So decide, how, how are you going to either streamline these things or offload them all together? So you could offload, of course, either by eliminating or delegating, or you could streamline by automating. So these are some insights from Michael Hyatt's book that we talked about a few episodes ago, Free to Focus. And this is just another place where we can um, implement this kind of thinking. So when it comes to streamlining and offloading your tasks, you have a choice. Are you going to eliminate the task altogether? Are you going to automate the task that is use some form of either self-automation, technology automation, process automation. Um, How are you going to streamline that task? Perhaps you could do that. Or again, you could offload by delegating. If neither of the other two work for you, if eliminating altogether isn't possible, if automating isn't possible, then maybe you need to consider going ahead and delegating. Now, of course, when it comes to delegation, especially if you are a newer business owner, a newer coach, you have to realize that that is probably going to cost financially more than the other things. So I always try to go ahead and go in that order. Eliminate the task if it's unnecessary. Don't use any resources, time or money on getting the task done if it's something that can be eliminated. But then I'm going to automate because a lot of those things can be done very reasonably in cost. I mean, maybe maybe you can automate this particular task with a piece of software that costs you just ten dollars per month. Well, that's a no brainer. Uh, Any any um, competent person that you are going to delegate tasks to is probably going to at least come in somewhere around fifteen dollars an hour, if not much more than that. So if you can find a piece of software for 10 bucks a month that accomplishes uh, what you need to accomplish in the way you need to accomplish it, well then by all means, go for that. But then finally, if neither of those are an option, you can go ahead and delegate. Now, delegating takes a little bit of time upfront. It really does. It takes that time to invest in the person. People are not robots. You cannot just program in a set of instructions and they go for it from there. You are going to have to invest that upfront uh, time and energy into training them how you want to do things, into setting the proper expectations, etc. And here again, uh, all I can possibly do is, is recommend Mike Hyatt's book, Free to Focus, for how you can really begin to implement these things in practical ways. What's interesting is if you'll read um, The Big Leap and Free to Focus, you will find some similar themes 
except they uh, they have an ultimate end goal that are a little bit different, and they have some parts where they actually disagree with each other, but they're really complementary on this point because they all use this um, Eisenhower matrix to uh, um, help you determine where you are in the kind of tasks that you're doing. So, while Gay Hendricks has the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, the zone of excellence, and the zone of genius, Mike Hyatt has the drudgery zone, the disinterest zone, the distraction zone, and the desire zone. Okay, so you can see there are um, correspondences here and how we deal with these tasks can be practically implemented by some of what Mike Hyatt teaches. So Mike Hyatt is going to teach the practical ways to be able to deal with tasks in these different sections. And Gay Hendricks's book is all about overcoming the upper limits that it takes from a mindset perspective to move from those lower zones and be spending the majority of your time into your in your zone of genius. So it's less of the practical and more of the why. So both of those are great books. They complement each other well. I don't agree with everything in uh, in either of them, but neither do I disagree with everything in either of them. They're both good reads, and um, they are fueling a, a lot of the content that I'm giving you here in this episode, so I highly encourage that you grab them. Finally, what you want to do is document the resolution for future reference. Document the resolution for future reference. Now, this might seem like a strange step to take, and maybe a little bit of background would help you for me. Um, I'm an IT uh, guy, so I do IT full-time for a living. I work for a law firm, and the work that I do for them often requires, uh, after you do something one time, that you take and document your steps so that somebody else, if the issue arises, can come back and fix the issue without having to do all the initial discovery work of finding out what was wrong and how to fix it in the first place. And so I highly recommend that if you decide that you are going to keep a task around, that you keep for future reference the documented process or workflow, etc., of how you go about that. If it's automated, document how that automation works and maybe um, what you are using to automate and the process of setting that up. Uh, if you're delegating it, you're going to want to write those steps out anyway for the person who you're delegating it to. But then maybe you want to put that into some sort of an FAQ or some sort of database for future virtual workers because you're likely not to have, or I said virtual workers, but I guess that's just kind of my assumption that people are using virtual assistants. But if you're using an, an actual office assistant, that's fine. Or if you have a virtual assistant, that's fine. But you're not going to have the same people working for you forever. So why reinvent the wheel? Have the person, after you have um, showed them, maybe you've just recorded a screen share video or something for your um, VA. This is the kind of thing that I do. After they have done and learned how to do the tasks, have them document it in a document, in an FAQ document on a Google Drive or something like that, so that when they move on, not if, but when, they move on, they can come in, the new person can, right behind you, pick up with those tasks that have already been documented and are already being done according to the way that you want them to be done, and then they can go from there and you won't have to reinvent 
the wheel. So determine your unique situation because your situation is unique and then decide how you'll streamline or offload those zone of incompetence tasks. Are you going to eliminate them? Are you going to automate them? Or are you going to delegate them? And then once you've decided that and you've gotten your plan together, you're going to document the resolution for future reference so that you always have notes on how you like things to be done, whether you're going to be doing them in the future or somebody else is going to be doing them in the future. Always documenting your tasks can help make sure that you are not wasting any time and that you are um, eliminating any ambiguity uh, going forward. Okay, so it's moving time. It's moving time. You got to leave your zone of incompetence behind and hopefully something that we've given you here today will help you do just that. Well, I encourage you to go to the website, check out our um, marketing coaching, check out our web design um page uh, for for our managed website services. We try to help coaches with their websites, getting them into a position where they're not worrying about their website and where we take care of all of that for them. We call it a hassle-free managed website because I know that you know how to do things or, or, or rather that you know that you should be doing things and you might even know why you should be doing things. But, but, you might not have that how under control. And so we try to take all of the uh, problem and worry and frustration out of that process. I want you to be able to focus on your clients. So that's the bread and butter of our business, working with coaches on both their marketing and on their web presence and taking care of that so that it remains hassle-free for them. The website does the job in the background that it's supposed to do, and we take care of all of that for you. So check it out. I've got case studies on the website, northmacservices.com. That's northmacservices.com. The link will be in the show notes, and you can check out some of those case studies if you want to see how we've helped other coaches just like yourself. Okay. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.